welcome to another Craig Podcast. So I get to do the cold open this week. I mean, this is the first one, I think, since the donut rant of 2020. So there's two things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to bring up one is solely for Michael. It has to do with how you train Uh your dragon. Okay. So apparently, like, you know, that band that I almost said Uhtred, but that is from a completely different show. Um, Astrid wears around her head. The movie that that is just. Mm, No. No. Okay. I'll well, take anyways. your word for it because that seems like a character design thing that I wouldn't, wouldn't remember, miss. anyways. Okay. Well, apparently yeah. it's actually like a Viking Nordic tradition, and they're called something like a Kransen, and it's basically their equivalent to the garter belt that women wear at weddings. And she wears it; it symbolizes virginity and like being innocent and everything. She wears one right up until just before her wedding with hiccup, and then it's switched out for a traditional bridal crown. Okay. Just fun little like movie making continuity with history. Okay, fact. yeah. Oh, so they they actually knew what they were doing then. Yeah. That was like, them actually doing their history. That's cool. That is neat. Yeah. Hmm. I just I just thought you would find that interesting. So. I like it when they do their history. They do the research and put those little details in. Yeah. I yeah. like a movie mm-hmm. we just watched. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> are are we are we gonna just jump in and go are all we, the way back to nineteen eighty four? Not. Well, yeah, we will. Let's go. That's good. Uh, man, man, that's a really good one. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. I'm your co-host, Uchi Defund the Police Mwaka. Michael Novakshnoff. And Pam Hencharak. The Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast. Okay, this is weird without Sam. I know, I was going to say, it it throws off the whole cadence. We we review movies, guys, and we pretend we know what we're talking about. Yeah, you know what? Listen, look at me. Look at me. That's just the gist of us. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Uchi? How are they going to look at you through the room? How are we going to look at... Uh, I can't Maybe talk. We'll release a special How are we going to look at you? Patreon for only $3 a month. <laughs> no, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're Thank you. Thank everything. you. That is the point of what I was trying to say. <laughs> we're changing everything. He missed this week and now the whole podcast has changed. <laughs> we command the ship now, boys. <laughs> it wasn't even forced mutiny. He mutinied himself. <laughs> yeah, this was a bad. This is a lifeboat station. Um, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Okay, let me take it away, Uchi. So, let's introduce ourselves. The Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast that focuses on audience or host handpicked films based on plot, cinematography, casting, and style. All the review points are based off our opinions as your host and our guest on the show, but we don't have any guests. So on this episode, yeah, you're saying Pam? I was going to say, what if Sam, we didn't mutiny Sam. What if he mutinied us and he's like looking for our replacements right now? Listen, 
You know how hard it is to get a replacement. <laughs> I've been advertising Peace. for a blonde, blue-haired replacement for months. Our only one moved to Saskatchewan. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. And you still can't replace me. I mean, we we got close. I think Alex was pretty close. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't have the charisma. No, he doesn't. Okay, right. oh, thank you. Chrissy was Anyways. good. What's this? I said Chrissy was good. Chrissy was good. Yeah. But anyway. So let let's dive in. Let's talk about the movie. On... This movie, <laughs> we, we are reviewing movie. Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, it boy. is 1984, right? Yeah, it is. It is yeah. a... Um. Uh... So Wonder Woman 1984 is a 2020 American superhero film based on the DC Comics character Wonder Woman. It's the sequel to the 2017 Wonder Woman movie and is the ninth installment in the DC Extended Universe. The film is directed by Patty Jenkinson from a script she wrote with George Jones, Dave Callahan, and based on a story by Jones and Jenkinson's. It stars Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, Robin Wright, and Connie Nielsen. Set during 1984, during the Cold War, the film follows Diane and a past lover, Steve Trevor, as they face off against Max Lord and Cheetah. So, initial thoughts? Um, y'all know I like. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Pam. Go ahead, Pam. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys know I appreciate Captain America, and I appreciated Wonder Woman up until this point. But as much as I like these two characters, it is essentially DC and Marvel. This is the comparison. DC is basically sucking the United States' dick in this movie with these characters. Oh, yeah. And that's not even the problem. That's not even the worst thing about this movie. No. But that is... That's how I feel with, and that's how I feel with a lot of these superhero movies, not just the Captain America or now the Wonder Woman movies. It is basically just one giant ego boost that starts off bad and gets worse and worse and worse until it's the giant boulder rolling down behind Indiana Jones. There's, yeah, it's, and maybe me, it's because we're not American, but the patriotism that kind of bleeds from those movies is particularly painful for me. Um, It's just so self-aggrandizing that I can't, it's jarring. It takes me out of the movie, right? Yeah. So, and maybe that gets some other people beating their chest or whatever, but that, that's a problem. And it's also the least of my concerns with this movie, unfortunately. Yeah. I thought, yeah, Patty Jenkins, she did a good job with the first movie. I think we can all agree on that, right? Is there any hot takes that we need to get out of the way first? Yes. With the first movie, I still don't like the final third of the movie. The rest of the movie is great. That's the first Agreed. Movie. Yes. The first movie yeah, is that's my two-thirds on a good the first movie. One. 
Um, and the ending just kind of so, was, especially the way the guy dies. It's like they took it right out of Captain America and plopped it into a DC movie. Yeah, it it was pretty run of the mill. This movie, uh, yeah, but anyways, I was saying Patty Jenkins did a pretty good job. I actually kind of thought, okay, she's a decent director. She knows how to put together a decent story. She directed a fairly decent movie. And uh, so what happened here? That's really what I'm wondering. Because this movie had none of the hallmarks that first one did. It didn't have the charm. It didn't have the... I'm not even sure. The charm. It just... The catch felt is cheap. Likeable. It, it felt like a it, first draft again. It felt like a sequel. It a felt, really bad sequel. It felt very 2D to me. Like they, It was nothing but storyboards and storyboards. And there was no life brought to those storyboards. And I feel like... And this is my problem with a lot of the DC movies. Is you have to know the DC background and the comics really well. To appreciate or understand these movies. Bracket... Batman versus Superman, close bracket. Moving okay. on. But, but this is the same here, though. That's how I felt. You felt the same way with this movie. Very similar to, okay, like, I um, felt like I didn't know what was going on a lot of times. I did not. Uh, granted, I don't follow DZ either, but I didn't feel like it was because I didn't know these characters. But I can think of countless scenes where it was just so ham-fisted what we were seeing, right? Yes. Um, it's like, oh, this, I think it was Kristen Wiig who did Cheetah or whatever. Is that her name? Am yeah. I getting this wrong? Yeah. Yeah. It the uh, good caller Cheetah. Um we see Cheetah being like socially awkward and generally unliked. Um and the movie was so ham fisted in telling us that everybody ignores her. She's not pretty. She's not likable. She's a nerd. Everybody's mean to her. And but the situations felt so contrived. Yeah. And because yeah, so the situation's felt contrived, and I'm going okay. Clearly, they're showing us they're, they're not gonna. We we're not supposed. We're supposed to empathize with her because she's an outcast. And then when she, the thing happens, and she sort of has mild superpowers. It's like a 180. They're showing us the exact opposite situation, right? Mm-hmm. And that is technically show don't tell. That is sort of quote unquote good storytelling. <clears throat> but the problem is. That is the only thing that's happening in those scenes, right? Is well, it's they're just and I feel like the just... movie is like, hey, they like her now, right? So it's well, and it was so stereotypical. It almost felt like the high schooly, like picking on the nerdy kid in high school, yeah. and now all of a sudden she gets a makeover and she's popular and, and she's, she's becoming crumpy. That's what it's it felt basically... like to me watching that. Yeah, if they wrote she's not liked on the storyboard and held up the sign in front of the camera. It would have like felt equally as thought out, basically, <laughs> is what I'm yeah, getting absolutely. at. Um, so that's the first problem with this like first hour, and I'm not even kidding. The first half hour, actually, nothing happens. The first hour, it's like we get a little bit, and the first hour, every single scene does like one thing at best, and even some scenes don't do stuff. So there's like a lot of fat on this movie still that needs to be trimmed off. They definitely could have combined a lot of these early scenes into like a single one to accomplish multiple things and i think that would have helped to sort of remove the uh i guess sterile nature of each of these scenes and it would have helped to condense this movie down because it was two and a half hours when it did not i was was just gonna say that's it was two and a half hours that should have been an hour and 40 maybe two maybe an hour and a half I, it was a painful two and a half hours. It was rough. I want to say this piece. This movie, 
is 30 minutes shorter than Endgame. But it's such a waste of time. I don't understand why anyone would want to sit through two and a half hours of this movie. It's, it's 30 minutes shorter than Endgame and somehow, somehow felt longer. 30 hours longer. Yeah. My biggest problem with this movie is it's poorly written. The characters are atrocious. And then on top of that, you start thinking about everything that happens in the movie and it gets worse and worse and worse. And you're like... But why? We've you guys have already touched on Cheetah's whole going from like I'm a nerd, no one likes me, to like I've taken off my glasses and now everyone wants me. You know the, the yes, fact that they actually magically... did the glasses thing is just so tiresome. It's so oh, tiresome. Oh, exactly. Because magically, I mean, you guys can all see me. My glasses are on. Mm. I look fine. My glasses are off. I look basically the same. I cannot see you guys at all. And. <laughs> I just I can't this movie, and then it gets worse. Then you have okay, you know what? I'll say this: before Wonder Woman 1984, I said Gal Gadot was not a great actress. She became better on time, and I don't know what happened in this movie, but she was not good. Well, she was given crap material to work with. She was. You can't. Yeah, yeah. but she just overall felt because like with the last one, I felt like she showed emotion where in her face and like was expressive and. Like, with this, it almost felt mechanical and robotic. Like, there was no yeah. flow to her acting. She felt well, so bad. And then... Uh, the, can I just interject? I want to say there was one scene where I actually felt something. And I can't really criticize acting very well. Because, like, it, it's not something that jumps out at me when it's good or bad. Unless it's really good or really bad. So keep that in mind. Yeah. But I did think the scene when she meets Steve for the first time again... Was, was fairly well executed. That was a. I thought mm-hmm. the performance there was pretty good. And I went, wow, Ooh. this that that was night and day compared to the other parts of this movie, right? So oh, maybe exactly. it's a comparison thing, or maybe she actually performed pretty well there. So credit where credits due. And and now, that was the last of the good acting we saw. <laughs> now that brings up to my next problem I have with this movie. The wishing stone or the whatever the stone is, right? It can dreamstone or whatever. The dreamstone. It can literally create anything from nothing. We saw a wall pop up in Egypt. Why did Steve inhabit someone's body? Okay, I asked that so many times watching this movie. I was like, this it didn't, yeah. Doesn't make sense. Why? <laughs> and like I don't want to go too deep into this, like why it doesn't inhabit a body, but why? How does like, I understand the, movie the, con- end the concept with a global event? And nobody references it in future movies. Like, obviously, we know yeah. the how the sausage is made reason. But you can't just do that and expect people to overlook it. If you have an established universe, you can't go back and have, like, oh, yeah, and they had, like, a near-apocalypse situation. But nobody mentions no it. No one talks about it. So, Everything's yeah. fine. You know, it's mm-hmm. fine. No, you can't do that. And that gets into my next one with this movie. I feel like... Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, gee, that whole DC glossing over a major historical event seems like is what's going to happen with the events that are going on in Washington right now. I mean... But anyways... Mm. The Democrats have already said, we must forgive them. But anyway, we're not a political podcast. I'm having more fun dunking on this movie. Yeah, I just want to continue slamming this thing. All the logic in this movie makes no sense. 
it's all yeah a fancy you cannot establish rules break those rules and then expect us to all be oh. okay fit and i was just gonna yeah. say i understand the whole your universe your rule your movie your rule and i i get that that was kind of our like motto and and this has been brought up in other podcasts that we've done but yeah exactly what you're saying you can't make rules break them. it's just me I'm not without justifying it, at least. No, without justifying. You cannot be like, okay, the way his powers work is he has to touch someone for the wishes to come true, and then the global ending event is him broadcasting the wishes through a TV. Through a particle beam TV, guys. Yeah. No. Do, do you know what a, do you know what a particle beam is? It's not used to carry signals. <laughs> Logic. Logic. It hacks any technology. Uh, like if they had literally just said he uses the god's spooky powers to take over the, everybody's televisions and start granting wishes, I would have been okay with it. Look but, into my eyes. Yeah, look at the, okay, you know what? I also have a problem <laughs> and, with this movie, yeah. referring to the gods as just the gods, because at least in the first movie, like who's the problem? Ares. Okay, we've mm-hmm. established the god. This they were broken the up. Problem. Who's mm-hmm. the problem in this movie? As uh, some god, I don't know. It's a god. Some. He, the trickster god, the, the Loki figure god. of whatever Greece was, or whatever. It's... Yeah, I feel like they did not do their research here, and we're just like, <laughs> let's just throw this together, slap a comic book title on it, and make millions of dollars Call on it. Day. And okay, and slightly different too. The stunt work was it varied from like oh god. mildly okay to awful. Can we like talk the first scene about they were the... so clearly on wires? Oh god, can we talk about the the green screen editing CGI going oh, on in this running? movie? Oh my god, it was it was painful, terrible. Like, oh, I, especially this with, is like, like the two lasso. interns working in Blender, compositing them together <laughs> yes. type garbage. This is not AAA studio quality. Like her, there was one scene, I can't remember it was, but she like flies across something, like a, a white wall, a plain white wall. And it was so obvious that she was like juxtaposed and like CGI moved across. Yeah. It's like, you know what? That would have looked so much better using good old traditional stunt moves. And the lasso of mm-hmm. truth, oh my God. I don't understand how that... the lasso of truth works. Uh, uh, so... I understand it, but this is how it would light up. It wait, just. Wait, wait. I don't understand how it works in this movie. No, in this movie, no. I it's like Rapunzel's hair. Honestly, it made me think of Rapunzel's hair the whole time in this movie. I just—it's it, it, as long—it's as long as it needs to be. It's a series of abstract points that has like a vector connecting them, and it's—it's it's literally just all computer generated, it and we don't truth. care for physics. Sometimes it works. It brings the truth and heals you, and <laughs> and does this and does that and. I, I don't know. It, it's it was... it's what we call it, it, the technical term, guys, is a MacGuffin. <laughs> oh my god, I have not heard that in since Star Wars. A long time. Yeah. Yes. Is this going to be the Star Wars podcast of this year? I hope so. I no, hope I, I'm like... not passionate. About, I'm not passionate enough about this movie. Uh, yeah. I'm not passionate enough. I, I I really don't like this movie. Like when I watched it, I was like, okay, that was a movie. And then I thought about it more, and I'm like, wow, that was a really bad movie. It's like, oh, 
it just kept getting worse. Hey, when I watched this movie, I started watching this movie on, what are we, Thursday now? Yeah. Hey, I started yeah. watching the movie on Tuesday. I got 20 minutes in, turned it off, walked away, did other things, then went to bed. Forgot about it. Came this back is yesterday. Why I wish I could have done it several days ago. <laughs> so I could have done that. <laughs> watched 30, the first 35 minutes, turned it off, took a 45 minute nap, came back, watched the rest of the movie. Yes, and I though. still have no idea really what went on in it. You could have missed that. You could have taken that forty-five minute nap during the movie and missed nothing. And still under- yeah. kind of understood what was mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, let me consult my notes here. You know, um, let me bring this up. Sam wanted us to do at least five. Good I was gonna say. Like about I just was just gonna say this, Uchi. I was gonna be like, well, for the listeners, they should know what we were originally supposed to do. I'll say. One I had thing. one good thing. I have one good thing as well. I have one good thing. Go for it. Let's, start... let's divulge our one good thing. Okay, before I do my one good thing, remember when I was like, oh, because I think I watched this movie before you guys, and I was like, hey, wait until you see how Pedro Pascal looks like in this movie. That threw me for a loop. Which one was Pedro Pascal? Max Lord. And her eyes bug out. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, Pedro Pascal. I, literally, mm. for the listeners, I just had a major deer in the headlights moment. <laughs> she sure as heck did. Holy. See, my reaction when I first watched the movie, I was like, man, this white guy looks really like Pedro Pascal. Like, I, yeah. I wonder who he is. <laughs> Pueblo, he even yeah, sounds Pedro like Pascal. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Pedro Pascal also got a little chunky for this movie, just saying. He did. But okay, I at least enjoyed that at the end of the movie they had that whole flashback explaining why he sort of looks like that. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. Michael's looking like they explained that. Okay, mm-hmm. Michael. I know we said we're into political po- podcast, but let's talk about some colorism and racism. Sure. So. Long story short, uh, I'll be honest. I had tuned out for that flashback. I literally wasn't paying attention. Long story short, everyone knows about Eurocentric ideas of beauty. The lighter you are, or if you look white, the more mm-hmm. likely you are to be successful. Pedro Pascal yeah. is a greedy businessman in his. Oh no, Pedro Pascal. I shouldn't say Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is a pretty, must be a pretty cool guy. Max. Max, Max Lord. Lord. Max Lord is a greedy businessman. Who wants to be successful? It's 1984. In his mind, he's like, they'll not take a Latino person as successful. Therefore, I must look like a white man to be successful. He sure looked like a white man. <laughs> I say he looked like a very typical white man in the mid 80s. Yep, with an yeah. Asian son. That was that jarred me honestly. Yeah, <laughs> that, um... that kind of caused a disjunction for me in the fl- with the flashback. Oh, and just, he, just a little uh, bit. When he came out, and you're like, okay, so he's actually Latino. Yeah. I remember watching it, and in my mind, I was like, man, I hope his baby mama is black, because then you have the whole rainbow. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, I know in the Hispanic community, there's what's called as passing. Yeah, so white Which Latinos. is like, you... Yeah. Yeah, white Latinos. Um, so maybe I thought it was, but then it was... The way the flashback and then the way his son looked kind of 
it, threw it, me a little bit. Didn't pull quite things add apart up. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wasn't even going to give the movie a problem with that. It's like, you know what? Maybe he had an Asian mom, right? Or, some, or something. Or right? maybe, maybe he, had, he was like, adopted. Asian mom yeah. adopted. Okay, if he's adopted, that makes it worse. Because the way Maxwell yeah. treated his son was pretty messed up. Very yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, that I wasn't even going to give that... No, That's I was fine. I Whatever. Um, okay, I said the good thing I liked was that scene between her when she meets Steve Trevor again. Um, that that was well acted and actually uh, elicited like a little bit emotional response from small me. One, just so small. small. Hi, we can we can we can we can quantify it, and that's what's important. Um, so yeah, okay, that, that's my good thing. Go for it. Ultimate cosmic powers. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Ultimate budget spending. <laughs> emotional response. <laughs> um. So other like I enjoyed that scene that Michael was talking about. My number one like in this movie is that they actually got the costuming and hair right for the 80s. And I want to think that that is thanks to things, a little Netflix show called Stranger Things that also did that really, really well. That That's my one positive hmm. thing to say about the movie. Okay. Fair. At least it wasn't, it actually wasn't aggressively 80s. No, it wasn't. Which is but kind it was, of okay, it right? It looks more like typical kind of everyday 80s. Like, but it that's what I mean. It's a, not like... The movie wasn't holding up a poster going, this is the 80s, right? It's like it the, was just... Everyone had fair hair. Yeah. And the It was uh, just set neon, in the 80s. Yeah, it was in, like yeah. the fair hair, the neon fire and ice ski jackets and track pants. Yes, I had one of those jackets growing <laughs> up. Um, but like, yeah, it wasn't glaringly 80s, so which was yeah. really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to roasting this thing now. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Let's see. No. And reset. I have uh, one minute into this movie. They are doing stunts on wires. So that was my first impression of this movie, and not a good one, right? Um, do you remember the robbery scene at the beginning of the movie? Yes, because that was really bad. That was really bad. Like the they're oh they're just stealing an artifact, and now he's holding a kid hostage and he's gonna kill her, and then. Wonder Woman like levitates in or something. She's doing Spider-Man stuff with her whip, which is weird. And it, it was just like if you were to boil down the essence of like whatever constitutes a superhero scene and you like boiled it down until nothing, not even the soul was left, that's what you get. Like I had actually forgotten about that robbery scene. I can't believe you brought that up in my mind. Wow. It legitimately felt like parody. It, it felt like a parody. It felt like a parody of a superhero movie, right? Of the hero swings in and it's. Uh, she swings in, saves gag. the day while making sure no one gets hurt, and then somehow because no one is a snitch, no one knows what Wonder Woman looks like. Right. <laughs> oh, she takes out all the cameras too. By the way, that it's it was. It was silly, and okay, I hated yeah. that that stupid wink she gave the kids. I don't know why. I started right. winking. I was just like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that first half of the movie was rough. They get the stone. They figure out the stone. Like, So instead of having that flashback, so was there ever a point 
to that flashback where she's like a little girl? Yes. Because was that tied in? Because I missed it. Evidently. Yes, it was. The moral of the flashback is you cannot cheat in life and run to your happy ending. You must struggle like everyone else. Okay, so it was literally just the movie declaring its theme. It didn't actually serve the plot explicitly. No, no. Okay, uh, good. So, step one, cut that. Step two, that was give us minutes. some. Yeah, I know. Seriously, that's like one ninth of a re of a normal movie. So step two is to get get rid of that damn flashback. Step two is to show us some kind of introduction, um, that's disjointed that establishes the stone and how it grants wishes in like a monkey's paw style and the gods and there's something else either way use that to set up the stone so we don't need to go to this random dude with a book in a basement Mayan. somewhere yeah you don't that way you can cut all that garbage out and then <clears throat> like Wonder Woman can just give Steve like the half-baked version halfway through the movie, but and we'll understand because we'd have seen it already, and, and maybe you know leave it a little fun. ambiguous. But then we're still not wasting all that time in this incredibly dull scene, where Cheetah is there for some reason. Like, ugh. so it, it was that was bad. There's a lot of like things that could have been streamlined in this movie for sure. Why did Cheetah turn into Cheetah? Uh, because she wanted to be an apex predator. Uchi. Yeah, I was just gonna say. However, uh, I which... feel. Right. You can only get one wish. Yeah, that was yeah. my other thing. She was used that she... one wish to become Diana. Yeah, it Unlikely. broke its own rules. Yeah, but and... I guess he was the wish granter. So I mean, they had it. to bring in the whole cats from last year, didn't they? They did, apparently. That's solely what it was. So bad. So um, bad. look. I think what truly summarizes how badly written or thought out this movie is, is the Smithsonian invisible jet scene. First of all, at the National Museum for Aviation, the Smithsonian, is there a runway? You can just turn on the fighter jet, apparently, and it has fuel and it's ready to fly. Okay, see, I've never been to Washington, D.C. Have any of you guys been to Washington? No. No. I don't think we can go to Washington because of what Any of our listeners, but please tell us. Is there a runway there? I don't think there is because I, I went to I Google think Maps. I went to Google Maps and I'm like, <laughs> this is in the middle of the city. It's I'm invisible like, no like the jet. They make it invisible, uh, Uchi. Can I, can I say something about that fighter jet? Yeah. Thing? Go for it. This is a huge, huge frustrating thing for me. You cannot fly one of those jets and achieve that little of, level of altitude without being in a specialized suit. I mean, yes. she's super powered and I, I, that's something no. I would forgive a movie for. I'll forgive a movie. Because, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't but, like, honestly, I up... it, wait, 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 it's wait. one of those action movie things where you just kind of assume that the characters are a little superhuman, right? I'll forgive, so, I'll forgive, I'll forgive it. All other movies except I... for this one. I can't forgive it because I grew up with a mom that worked on a military base. So mm. I was around a lot of this stuff that is just, I'm watching it going, this can't happen. No, you would have been shot down in about 30 seconds and you cannot. And most of those, those jets are also not two seater, like, like next to each other. They're two seater yeah. behind each other. Also yeah. huge glaring red flag. Mm -hmm. Yes. I understand it's a movie. They make their own rules, but this movie has pro proven time and time again that they break their own rules. And, so, 
Ah, that's just. Hmm. Yes, it it's my rant about that. I, I love talking about that scene because it's another important point. In the movie, they're like, "Oh, we need to get to Egypt." Well, we can't go on a plane because you don't have a passport. How do you know that, Diana? Steve stole someone's body, and you never looked yeah, to see if he has a he's passport. a body snatcher. He's technically he looks the same not to everyone else. I oh. can't. But so okay, physically, skipping physically, over. It, mentally. <sighs> yeah, he's physically this other guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, the villain becoming the wish granter using the wish stone is just... I can't believe they actually decided to go through with that. Because that's know. such a tropey thing, right? Um, that that, just that was just... It kind of took on, like, the Jafar-esque vibes of, like... Jafar, it, it was Jafar, too much. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when they get to Egypt, the other good thing about this movie, actually, now that I... Now that I like look at my notes again, is when they're like that car chase sequence or whatever it was. Um, the uh, actually stripping Wonder Woman of some of her power was a decent idea in my opinion. Yeah. Because that chase sequence was legitimately a little bit thrilling, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it just I felt more invested in it because I was like, oh wow, she actually just can't absolutely stomp everyone that she comes into contact with, right? And it still felt a little bit grounded. Like, uh, there were stakes, is basically what I'm saying. No, is there were stakes there. in that scene for a change? And I actually, I was actually sort of engaged while watching it. And then it, you know, the rest of the movie happened. You know what that scene where they strip her of her powers fully reminded mm -hmm. me of? That scene in Disney's Hercules, the like the animated yeah. one, the good one, where he trades his powers for 24 hours to what does it keep Meg safe? Something like that? Or yeah, yeah. That that's kind of what that reminded me of, which would kind of like go with Greek legend, right? Yeah. So it's that kind of and I mean, concept. it is a recurring trope in a lot of movies like this, where they just get they lose their powers for a while. It usually sort of coincides with the all is lost moment of the movie. The fact that it's set like literally halfway through kind of tells you how scrambled the story beats are, but it it did work. Fortunately, right? Um, but that's more of my bigger complaint that DC heroes should have their power like stripped down a little bit they're because it makes OP. they're all OP. Like they, they just suffer some serious power creep is basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Um they suffer so... Dragon Ball Z power creep. So <clears throat> another thing I wanted to touch on in this movie was how it kind of squandered potential so to speak because we were just criticizing the uh fighter jet scene right and how they were yes. able to get the invisible flying jet and that's an iconic thing apparently in the comics yeah um it's stupid Very. but it's iconic <laughs> so i see why they wanted to include it it's definitely something that they just could have cut and they would have been fine with <clears throat> so michael's amateur writing advice to directors that make multi-million dollar movies is um rather than having a very clump very clunky flashback in the middle of a movie where she talks about like the armor of this other athenian i suppose that you remember that right it, it was that that was really jarring and it's just totally off to the side it didn't even feel like it was and, a flashback it's... it was more like an info dump slash 
Last yeah, time. It, it, yeah, it was completely out of place in the movie, is what I'm getting at. Well, and correction, it was she is an Amazon, isn't she? I thought no, Athenians are Zeus. I thought they were Athenians. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, uh, it doesn't it's, matter. Next. It doesn't matter. It's, it makes Moving on. Sense My point movie. is, the suit one has wings. Yes. Two, Steve's thing is he likes flying. So. I can't be the only one that sees the very obvious potential of maybe him convincing her to put the armor on and take to flight, or maybe his death prompting her to take to flight. So why not use the mechanism that makes flight very obvious uh, so the power doesn't come out of left field instead of have her twirling her little whip or something for flight? And then like, catching lightning. Yeah, like, ugh, I don't know. It just, that seems to... The whole it's such catching a... lightning thing... Oh, that was really rough. So yeah. why not just do the thing that's obvious? Because it could it have had some sense. narrative. Like, like honestly, if he'd been, if they'd gone up in a Cessna, which would have made more sense, had their little bonding moment in the sky where he's a pilot and he's doing his thing, and he, and later on after he's gone, she goes, oh well. I'll take to the skies, and that's how I'll remember him. Right? It would. It, it's a fair. Fairly straightforward A-B plot progression, but it would have at least had some impact emotionally, right? So, why why, why was she catching lightning is basically my thesis statement. <laughs> they, had all, they had all the components. She is, a, she is the love child of Spider-Man and Zeus. Or... Wait, I, just... I don't know how that would work. <laughs> Zeus would make it happen. Um... Good point. Yeah. Zeus. So he slept with everything. That is a that that was a problem. I think I already touched on Wonder Woman working at ten percent ten percent capacity, actually giving the movie some stakes. Um, the president was a terrible actor. Oh God! The president was so bad. I don't even know how the president got in dragged into it. That's how little the wishes stop making sense at some yeah. point. Yeah. Because like, okay, yeah. so I guess I can walk into the president's office now, and they have the plans for this super secret technology that can hijack just every sitting there. TV. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. So that was something. Um, that's why Pedro Pascal wanted to be white because white people can do that in this world. Shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> laugh, but that was that was just. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but, wow. That was good. Anyways, um, I'm funny sometimes. Uh, so, also, the scene with the president and the general was when I really noticed how bad it was. Like, the general could barely keep a straight face as he was explaining the nukes. Uh, he was he was visibly preventing himself from smiling during oh, that yeah. take, and that made it into the movie. It did. So, take that as you will, people. Um, <laughs> they knew how bad it was. Okay, like all DC movies, this movie just jumped the shark in the third act again, right? It really did it, go off the deep end on the third act. The guy, okay, you got a rogue genie plot line. You have a lady who doesn't want to give up her newfound powers because it, she actually has something for once. And 
then he's going to talk to every person in the world using a secret technology and grant all wishes at once because that will make him healthy somehow and it, you just it, it escalated so far so fast so ridiculously that i've just i checked out have I... you not thought to maybe constrain the plot a little bit have you not did these people not think that maybe just constraining the movie a bit would actually make it better you don't need to have gods and monsters fighting at every opportunity you can you can make it about people yeah so. but we all know you have to have one central figure as the bad guy mm-hmm. like you can't oh you, you, you can't have nuance and being like there's no overarching bad guy it's just bad ideology because that would be too much sense. Yeah. It would be a bit too close to real life. A bit, bit too close to real life, people might actually learn something. We can't have that. We can't have um, that. Can't have introspection. See, now, go on. I really want to dunk on Barbara's character. I just, I know we already dunked on Cheetah a bit earlier, but I really don't understand <laughs> this need of stereotyping characters into nerd not a nerd right because that scene of her dropping her stuff her stuff at at work and then everyone just ignoring her bruh yeah. no one is that mean see like yeah and like it's worse. and I mean, if if people are that mean to you you're a trash you've done person. something harassment you've done something harassment yeah or harassment yeah um, see and I just like, want like that's a high school trope other. One hundred percent, and I feel that was a play at like every little girl who doesn't feel like they fit in that's gonna go see this movie. Yeah, um, that you a... can be popular too, and it's all on the inside that matters. Anyways, Ooh, do you really want to play it like that? Like, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me describe how you're saying this. Hey, little girl. You don't fit in. Don't worry. All you have to do is wish upon a rock so that you can be like the popular girl. <laughs> but it's all superficial and you're just evil and shallow in the inside. And no one will actually ever like you because when you lose your power, you will die. Oh, hmm. don't worry. Baba didn't That's die. not how I meant it, but it's totally <laughs> how message. it came off. <laughs> it's um, not a good message. No, but no, it, just, it was playing at that. It was just playing at that whole thing of like, you have to be look a certain way or be a certain way to be popular where and i think it's really important especially in our culture now that nerdy girls and nerdy guys rule the world essentially but let's, it's been let's normalized face it. to some extent it's been normalized and it's not you should be you be proud of your weirdness and like here's the thing and this is someone said this is weirdness is only being weird versus goofy or funny is only based on your level of attractiveness which isn't <laughs> true like you can be super super weird and super super attractive like own your weirdness like be, okay be the weird little person yeah. you are, okay as long as you're yes. just hurting anyone it doesn't matter. exactly no i guess that, i think that's my frustration with this whole trope that frustrates that's just like mm. I think my I mean, I on, really hate that trope because it's been done to death and no one's like yes, that. and we just keep seeing it brought every, back over and over. And every over. teen I movie, it. It, it's been done to death because it resonates with a lot of teenagers, right? 
It, it's and let's be real. If the demographic is teenagers, they haven't seen enough movies, or likely haven't. Let's be like to sort of have be sick of the trope yet, or they're not really thinking about it in that sense yet. So it's a, uh, it's kind of. I don't want to say cheap, but it's it's safe. It's easy. If that makes sense. It's, it's easy. very it's easy. Lazy. It's very safe. Um, it's lazy. Like, um, and I mean, yeah, I don't. For it. I was gonna say I don't know what kind of high schools you guys went to. I went to a very cliquey high school. There was the popular chicks and the jocks, ho- hockey players, skaters, mm-hmm. druggies, the whole the whole thing. And I fell somewhere down here on the bottom. Guess what? If I dropped my books or something like that. That like popular girl or the jock would still, would help, still help you out. Like the fact, like yes, there are crappy people in the world who are that mean, but mm-hmm. people inherently want to. Ninety percent of it, yeah, ninety percent of it is. Speaking from experience, self pity. Don't oh, do that, people. Self pity is not good for you, um, and. Yeah, so once you get over that, you realize that it, it's not actually that bad. Um, and where were we going with that? It's something about Cheetah's character being trash. How the trope, how, how yeah. the tropes just the trope. beat to death, and how it it doesn't necessarily happen like that in real life. Yeah, you make it look relatable, but it's it it is relatable in a sense because everyone does feel like an outsider at some point in their life. But they have but to it's play not it up to be that extreme. Movie. Yeah. yeah, they have to play it up for it to convey on screen, right? I think the and problem they is I have a, overdid they it. They overdid it. That's my biggest problem. They yeah, yeah. Look, if they there was it, no subtlety. Well, like that, it just kind of felt the high school to me. Who hired her? Doesn't remember who she is. Yeah, no. Yeah, maybe forgetting no. a name—that's one thing. But like forgetting that you hired them. Mm-hmm. That's something else. You don't do that. She literally walked in and was like, "Who's Barbara? You hired me." Four days ago, I'm like, lady, I hate Bruh. to inform you that you have brain damage. Well, and um, like, that's the, I think it just felt too high schooly to me, because like, really, in a workplace, in a workplace, I don't care about my like, coworkers enough for me to hate them. <laughs> See, yes, that's the millennial like, speaking. There you go. There you um, go. Look, I'm not gonna be actively trying to make my coworkers day hell. Like, no, yeah. but if like, you have a coworker who spills something or drops something, and you're like I'll right there. You might help them. No, I will help them. Right. <laughs> I'm a decent human being. I like well, and that's believe. what it is. And like I said, 95% of people want to think they're inherently good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another problem I really don't like with Cheetah is the fact that there's no resolution for her character. Okay, so she got like drowned out or something, and no, then what she, happened? No, she didn't die because movies logic is lightning doesn't kill people. <laughs> no, lightning. It just doesn't kill I mean, people. It just she was supercharged. Them. Yeah, she was supercharged at the time, so I'll forgive it. And apparently, it only <clears> affects <throat> cats. It didn't affect Wonder Woman, who was in the same body of water. Yeah. And wearing metal. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, that's the, I got two things I want to mention. First of all, the sound mixing in that last fight was really bad. Oh, I don't I know, know if you guys noticed that. It's, it's not... like I was <laughs> yes, hearing I sounds and seeing things, but they didn't line up. <laughs> like... No, I, I noticed it's that like... so much. It was like the track was like... off slightly. And maybe that was the movie. But it wasn't. The movie? Oh, no? It wasn't. Okay. They were, okay. they were just using the wrong effects for the wrong things. Okay, see, a I thought it was... A metal thing breaks, and you hear, like, a gunshot, and I'm... No, it wasn't. Okay. So, so the that, that was... 
And that then, was a failure. It was so dark. It was like I was watching Game of Thrones again. It wasn't that dark. Let's be real. It was not that dark. I actually saw most of what happened. But it was not a good lighting. It was terrible lighting. I, it, it was bad lighting, but I could see what was happening. <laughs> it was just bad enough lighting to hide the awful CGI. It wasn't cats bad. It wasn't cats bad, but it was close. Yeah. And... Um... Look, it's just such a bad last fight, and Cheetah's resolution is bad. Because I, look, yeah, it's one totally unsatisfying. One woman learned her lesson. I... Max Lord learned his lesson. The whole world learned the lesson, except for Cheetah. Power just of forgiveness and love will save us all. She just slunk away like the outcast she is. Yeah. Um. No. no, no. You know what's the thing? Honestly, in this movie, if they made it look like she purposely makes herself feel like the outcast, I'll believe in more than people just scared yeah. Like that, that, that's why. That's why I touched touched on it about self pity, because mm-hmm. if it the movie illustrated that she is doing this to herself, and then she had her experience as like with Wonder Woman's power, and she's just likable, and then she goes back to being normal but is still likable, that would have been good. Uh yeah. So again, there's so much missed opportunity here. And the last thing I want to touch on, which is just a critique of Wonder Wait, Woman as a whole. Can I just cheat dunk on Cheetah one last time? Do it. She needed to shampoo and condition her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Get some of that Farrah Fawcett hairspray. Do some back combing. Blow dry it out. Honey, you'll be, be fluffy. fine. It's eighties. <laughs> Fluffy and don't light a master cigarette near your head. All you gotta yeah. know. Okay. Oh, good Final God. Point. Let's dunk on Wonder Woman and then we can do final. No, this is this this is arguably the hottest take I have of Wonder Woman in general. Is when it was initially announced back in like 2017 was the first one I think. That's when the first people one liked the co- yeah people liked the costume. I didn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this before. I I think it looks. Like a cosplay. Shiny. Um, oh, it totally does. It looks like yeah. she had a sale on that. Yeah. And as part of the problem is that I, okay, so this this is twofold. First of all, uh, to contrast this, I liked the metal armor at the end. Yes. That uh, that felt more superhero-y to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just didn't, it just didn't feel campy. Like the whole men in tights garbage is, I, I don't like it. It it just doesn't feel real. Like, what self-respecting person would walk around in that while fighting crime? Like, seriously, guys. Um, but they might walk around in like it metal armor or whatever. Like so it it's not even. It's even worse than that. So I I don't like the Wonder Woman costume. And with it on full display in this movie, I was just kind of like, really, we're still we're still doing this. We can't modernize it because Marvel did a good job at modernizing their costumes, right? Yeah. Like Thor looked kind of campy in the first movie, but they did a really good job at sort of like in better. Thor 3 in particular. They they oh, kind of almost like with Captain America's costume, even Spider-Man's costume. Like yeah, they I don't all know, are it, it... recognizable as who they are as their heroes, right? Yeah. But they work so... with their current job and modern time. Yeah, and if they wanted to lean into the 80s aspect a little bit, they could have given the costume an 80s twist. Um, but whatever. 
that's beside the point. Big white I, I didn't like the costume. It's basically. <laughs> I didn't like the movie. I, I didn't like the movie. I didn't like the costume. I don't like Wonder Woman in this move in this iteration. Um. Yeah. I'm I, I I'm, I'm dry. Time? I'm out. I'm what gone. We've, we've, yeah. I'm walk... wondering why I have a knowledge of the '80s. I was literally born three years after the '80s ended, and I had a sister who grew up in the '80s. And yeah, the '90s felt the '80s pretty heavily. Yeah. The was, 80s didn't yeah. come to Canada until 1995, let's face it. <laughs> Those big, goofy glasses that people had in that era. Oh, God. It did not work. I saw a picture of my dad wearing those glasses. I'm like, wow, those were in style at some point. Those were in um, our dress-up box. My mom's pairs from, like, way back when were in our dress-up box as kids. Like, obviously with the lenses punched out, but... Well, and, like, to see, like, these what? huge frames that people are wearing now, I'm like, that is so 80s. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. As I'm sitting here it, in It's kind of neat to look at, like, the fashion the fashion through history. It's mm-hmm. like, it actually all it looks distinct, but normal. Now and then the 80s actually... happen. And no, then the 80s happen, and you're like, what the hell happened in this decade? And then the, and then the 90s, 90s is the cool down, and then it's normal again, right? And then, <laughs> so. and then the 2000s brought us thongs over top, or thongs pulled up way too high over jeans and trucker hats. And 2010 brought us AirPods, which I will never forgive. Actually, I can forgive because I've got. All right. some We're gonna look at them face. like those damn glasses, Uchi. I guarantee it. Yeah, I guarantee it. But that's just the poor. Another. <laughs> 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 I'll I'll laugh in my $400 headset right here. I think I'm good. Um, but yeah. Well, shall we do final thoughts? Final thoughts. So no. <laughs> that's my final thought no. okay Michael oh, give this a hard no southwest well, it's gonna, just no it's gonna be the last time I'm like the main host I can imagine Sam just like wow guys I even said this script and everything oh man yeah so oh. let's wrap up here at the Northern Critic Podcast we rate and review our films using a coordinate system no for good writing and south for bad writing similarly we use east for good cinematography and west for bad cinematography so a really good movie would be a northeast while a bad movie would be a southwest and we also use countries on a map sometimes using the same ideas russia would be a good movie while argentina would be a bad movie who wants to go first I think Michael. Sure. Um, <laughs> he's playing with the cat. Yeah. Um, Brazil. This this is this is a Brazil. Um, it's the script is pretty. This the script is a script is a big case of yikes. The acting ain't much better, folks. I hate to break it to you, but there was parts of the movie where I went, oh, okay, that was okay. If the rest fine. of the movie had lived up, had been like those moments, I would have enjoyed it. Because I will confess to legitimately enjoying that car chase scene in Egypt and that uh, scene where she reunites with Trevor. And everything else no. can just 
Nope, right out of here. Nope, nope. Not good. Very bad for you. Nope. Nope. Pam? (sighs) Argentina. Hard Southwest. Ooh, you went harsher than me. Writing was awful. CGI was awful. This is just a whole two and a half hours of my life that I will never get back. And it actually was longer than that because I had to restart it twice. (laughs) So it was like almost three hours of awful that I endured of awful. It is just awful. I think that's the most of you awful in a sentence. It's just why? How? (laughs) I feel like this this falls with Hercules, the dead don't die, and that other stupid on Great Wall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, I, I put it one tier above that. I'm not. Honestly, yeah. it's the same level for me as the Great War. Ooh. This movie, I'm giving it a Uruguay. That's in South America. It's that Yeah, bad. I'm looking at it. It's that. Okay. We all agree. This is a terrible movie. It's this really is a terrible bad. movie. The plot is atrocious. So the cool. character development is bad. The logic makes no sense. And it does not need to be two and a half hours long. That is the most unforgiving oh. part about this movie. The fact that yes. you sat there for two and a half hours mm-hmm. long when it did not need to be even remotely close to that long. And normally at this point, Sam's always like, go check out the movie. Please don't. 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 DC don't. needs to be discouraged. This actively needs to be discouraged. Yeah, do not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> the purpose of reviews is to warn people. Anyone warning Hardly. you? Yeah. Yeah. Just don't. Just do not watch this movie. No. Um. I. I definitely disliked My it. My mom actually. I did not have a visceral reaction to it though, which it seems you two did. I would just like kind of watched it with contempt. Um. <laughs> but I did not have that visceral hatred. <laughs> I don't hate this movie as much as like say I hated Mulan. But I think it's the fact that it's two and a half hours long that makes me really yeah. dislike it. Like, if it was, like, a two-hour movie, an hour 50, I'd dislike it, but be like, whatever. But the fact it's so long, I'm just like, why? Yeah. Um... Well, I'll just, I'll, a pro tip for people who watch this at home and may or may not have a copy that they can watch in VLC. The movie is only two hours if you watch it at 1.3 times speed like I did. <laughs> Um, so after I watched this movie, I was like, my mom called me and she's like, oh, so how was the movie? Dad and I are going to watch it. And I'm like, no, no, no. don't do it. No, nope. actually don't. <laughs> yeah. And we have other movies that you can watch that are better. <laughs> a lot better. Like maybe what we might do next week. Maybe. What are we thinking about next week? Uh, I was going to suggest Monster Hunter. But we'll see. You also suggested Hamilton. I did also suggest Hamilton. Let's do Hamilton. Let's actually be happy for a change. Hamilton. Yeah, let's do Hamilton. I'll bring it up with Sam. But okay. on that bombshell, I'm sorry, Pam. We don't have enough time for your rant. <gasps> next time. Mm-hmm. Next time. Hey, I'm being called up for next week. Okay. Fair. All right. Till next time. This was the Nolan Crib Podcast. Any good advice for the people? Drink water, you're dehydrated, and you're basically a houseplant with emotions at this point. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Bye.